I'm only willing to hear you cry because I am an This is episode 366 for March 2015, and we're talking about an innocent man, and that would be Flash Thompson in this episode of Fight Club. Uh, before we get to it, I want to ask for your support of this podcast and our website uh, to help pay the bills. We've got a link on our front page at spidermancrawlspace.com. Look for a button that says support this site via PayPal, and you can help us pay the expensive bandwidth costs that come in every month. All right, gang, on with the show. Because they only remember too well They heard somebody tell them before Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our March Fight Club. We're going back to 1986 to this one, George. Yes, uh, and this is, uh, if you listened to uh, the last show, uh, way back in February, uh, <laughs> this is, this is uh, the era right after Roger Stern's run on the book, which was then taken up by Tom DeFalco, who had been the editor. Yeah. So this was another era of Spider-Man. I like you had you had Roger Stern and and Ramita Jr. followed by DeFalco and Ron Friends. Just two classic runs. Just a one-two punch. All of which is appropriate for Fight Club. Right. I, I, two two of my favorite uh, eras of writer and artist back to back. It really is. These were these were phenomenal times to be a Spider-Man fan. Yes, and especially in the '80s with all the Hobgoblin stuff. All the ho- for those of you who didn't live back through the '80s. And while reading Spider-Man, the Hobgoblin stuff was like general hospital for Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, because there'd be months in, in Amazing where the Hobgoblin really wasn't mentioned. That no, and then whenever Hobgoblin you know? wasn't mentioned, you were like, "Well, WTF is going on with the Hobgoblin? I gotta wait another month. What the hell?" And then finally yeah. there'd be a little blurb: "Hey, Hobgoblin's coming," and you're like, "Sweet." <laughs> Mother of God, thank you. It's about time. This was this was a big deal back in the day. Yeah, we're going to tackle Amazing Spider-Man 275 and 276. Yes, on this from uh, April and May of 1986, nearly 30 years ago. Yes, the the stories, of course, the choice and the challenge, and unmasked yeah. uh, again by uh, Defalco, Ron Friends, and Joseph Rubinstein. Uh, Hobgob- basically, I'll give you a little bit of context here. Um, Hobgoblin. Uh, courtesy of the Rose, upgrades uh, his equipment. Um, some of you may not be, you know, familiar with his powers. He he can do anything the Green Goblin can do, except he's his energy blast is a little bit better yep. because he he's he's got like a computerized aiming mechanism that he can tap on his chest, and it fires his like finger blaster in a random pattern. Meant right. to foil Spider-Man's spider sense. Did I say Fighter-Man? Spider-Man's spider sense. Uh, fight Club is Fighter-Man. Yeah, Fighter-Man. <laughs> Fighter-Man. So uh, you know, and and with this, you know, he's swearing vengeance now on uh, on Spider-Man for thwarting him earlier. And of course, you know, the Rose is like, you know, well, we've got other things we've got to do, you know. And then the Rose is planning to double cross Hobgoblin anyway once he's, you know. Once he's of of no use to him anymore. But uh, you know, these are uh, in context. You know, Peter and Mary Jane are spending almost all their goddamn spare time together. Uh, which she she knows who he is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because this, this is after two fifty nine. This is after Mary Jane came back and and revealed to Spider Man that she's always known that he was Spider Man. Yeah. Um, <coughs> which uh, you know, around this time, Spider Man's living on his own. Uh, Aunt May's running the boarding house. Um, dating Nathan Lubinsky yeah, with Nathan Lubinsky, and and we just got his ass. And again, Mary Jane is and Spider Man are like with each, or Peter are, are with one another like all the damn time. Yeah, and um. That's just – oh, and also the other part of the context here, <clears throat> this is when all the drama between Flash and Betty and Shashan and Netta Leeds has hit its apex. No doubt. Has, Fla- Flash is a total dick in the second oh, Flat is uh, – flat, oh. Flash is just a total ass. He's a, he's a girlfriend beater. He smacked yeah, her. Yeah, he smacked Shashan around. Yeah. This is – you know, and then well, – well, I mean – Later on, she gets her own licks in, too. Think, you know, good for her. Yeah, but still, damn. Yeah, but still, yeah, Flash is, you know, yeah, he, he smacks Shashan around because basically what's happened is Betty and Ned hit the skids, and then Flash and Betty wound up noggin' boots. Exactly. Of course, Flash is with Shashan. That's his girlfriend, and then she's like, dude, how could you sleep with a married chick and, and not be true? I mean, this was some straight-up soap opera crap. This is very much soap opera. You know, through here. and um, But it was back then, it was interesting. No doubt. It, it, it made you care about the supporting cast. Yeah, it did make you care. Which is the which is the uh, one of the main attractions of Spider-Man, the soap opera. It's like Tom DeFalco took the job and was like, by God, I will make people hate Flash Thompson again. <laughs> now, uh, flash forward 30 years, do we care about anybody that works at Parker Industries? Do we care about Mary Jane and the uh, the fireman? Not really. Actually, that's not true. We we all care about... We, uh, we, we care about... Uh, what's her Anna, name? Uh, Anna Maria. Anna Maria. That's yeah. the only supporting character that we really <laughs> care about. The one creation of Dan Slott that's worth a damn. Exactly. I mean, have we seen Aunt May and Uncle Ben? Uh, Aunt May. <laughs> Aunt, Aunt May and uh, uh, Uncle Jameson in a while? And Jay? And Jay, no, we, haven't we haven't seen, seen Aunt May. We haven't seen. I, I think that aren't they in Boston? Who knows? Have we seen uh, Jameson and the Bugle? Have we seen Robbie in a while? Well, we saw Robbie. Um, I mean, we're, we've been what six months in the Spider Verse? Yeah. We well, I, any supporting cast? In a I think while. we saw Robbie before then. Before we saw Robbie before last time we saw Robbie was when Felicia was going to tear uh, Spidey's mask off. Have we seen Mary Jane since issue one? No. Yeah. What are we, 14 issues in now? Yeah, but we're lucky for that because Slot can't write her anyway. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Go ahead. So that, that's actually a, a good thing. She's, she's somewhere now where Slot can't, can't hurt her. So that, that's a little setup of the, the drama. Let's get to the fight. All right. So um, Spider-Man goes after the Rose's enemies. You know, uh, um, people have been trying to muscle in on the Rose's action. By the way... For those of you who don't know who the Rose was back in the 1980s, he was a crime lord who was um, sort of you know like a rival crime lord of the Kingpins, and later on it turned out to be the Kingpin's son, Richard Fisk. Yeah, um, and he he was always cool. Is that his name? Yeah, Richard. That's Richard. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay. So um, yeah, so Hobgoblin starts going after um, the people who are trying to muscle in on Rose's territory, uh, and I love these man. I just I just love the look of the Hobgoblin. Yep. I always have, and this is street level shit, man. Oh yeah, this, this is this is this is where Spider-Man excels. This is organized crime mob stuff right here. You know, yep. you know, Marvel style, kind of stuff. yeah. 
Love this kind of stuff. I mean, you know, elsewhere later on in the story, you know, the, the kingpins wondering about the whole war that's going to eventually erupt between him and the Rose, and you know, everybody's got hired muscle. Yep, just good times, and, and the Hobgoblin was the was the the best of them. Yeah. So uh, before before really we get to all the fisticuffs, though, more context of Spider Man and Mary Jane, or because Spider at this point Spider Man wants to quit being Spider Man. That's true. He's wanting to give up the webs, and Mary Jane's like, "Well, why would you do that?" And and Spider, you know, and then Spider Man tells her the story of uh, of how you know he just why he decided to become Spider Man in the first place. For those of you who don't know, this is two seventy five is a double size issue, and basically they reprinted uh, uh, Amazing Spider or uh, Amazing Fantasy fifteen. And, it, and you know, back in eighty six, reading the uh, the first appearance of Spider Man isn't as easy as you kids today. As I like to. I mean, you can't you can't go digitally and get a download of it. You'd have to either one go back and buy an actual copy of Amazing Fantasy fifteen, or look up Mar- uh, Marvel Tales one thirty seven. Right, there was no internet back then. There's no internet. Where you could pull up scans and look at scans. You might be able to get a Marvel Masterworks back in eighty six, but, but a, not of this. A, they hadn't. This hadn't come out. I think it did. I think I think Marvel Masterworks came out in eighty six. I could be wrong, but but every now and then, you know, you see that they repeat. You know, they uh, they would reprint it like in sometimes like for licensing. You yeah. know, like sell it with an axe That's figure cool. or something like that. You know, the issue was a buck and a quarter, and you got it. You essentially got two issues in this one. Yeah, one a reprint, one another one. Which is it was funny because going back and rereading this, it was funny because. Uh, you know, while Mary Jane and Peter are talking, they're also holding hands. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, it, may, it keeps making me think back of, you know, all those times when people were like, oh, the marriage is so forced and it's not natural and none of it made sense. And, you know, the, I, I, I've always maintained correctly, Brad, that that's a big just pile of bullshit. This is two years pre-proposal. Yeah. This is, a, this is them getting closer. This is him letting her in. She was literally at his apartment all the time. Yeah, and you know, uh, bef- uh, more context before we get to the actual fisticuffs. Uh, Mary Jane really uh, is kind of she's conflicted. She's like, well, if he gives it up, uh, he's just going to run away from stuff like I run away from stuff. Right. But do I want to be with this guy that you know is always risking his life and stuff like that? So you really get some emotional drama with her. Yeah, and she even wonders, what does it mean for us? For us, yeah. you know, this thing that's yeah. out of nowhere and doesn't make sense because it's so forced. <laughs> I, I, that's always been such a nonsensical argument for me. Anyway, yeah. um, now in, in this fight, it takes us a while before, you know, we, we, we drop back in between Shashan and Flash and Shashan and Ned. And, yeah, you got to read the whole Amazing Fantasy 15 before you really get Spider-Man and Hobgoblin really fighting. Right, but yeah. finally Hobgoblin does show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is thinking, well, I've got. I'm gonna because I mean he is pissed. He's like, I want a piece of some Spider-Man because <laughs> I want to try out my new my new finger. I want to try out my new <laughs> finger gun, right? <laughs> so he's like, you know, I know what'll lure Spider-Man out is if I use my new finger gun on some cops, <laughs> which he does. You know, he he starts blasting cops and going after civilians, and one of the civilians he grabs winds up being Shashan. Which makes cast the doubt that it's actually Flash. Yes. Behind the mask. Yeah. And um, so, you know, Spider-Man and Mar- or Peter and Mary Jane are watching it on the TV, and, and Mary Jane is, is basically is like, look, Mr. Responsibility, how can you leave that poor woman, you know, out there without any help? 
you've got to go do this. And you know, it, it, she even yells at him, where's your sense of responsibility now? Yeah, which that exactly. for Spider for Peter, that's like that's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. He puts you have Popeye reference. You have a great you know shot of Hobgoblin looking over his shoulder, you know, shocked, and there's Spider Man in the black costume, and it is on like Donkey Kong. Another one. We have a great splash page of people you know on the street looking up at Hobgoblin and Shasan on the glider. Uh, and Spider-Man swooping in, and you can see, you know, the skyline behind them. And that's another one thing that uh, Ron Friends did so well mm-hmm. is he really put a lot of depth into into his artwork. You know, like he's not he's not letting the background go to waste. No, no. I mean, you see, you see people in the buildings across the street. Watching the fight. <laughs> I mean, you see people no like, doubt. with their windows raised up watching what's going on. So Friends did, I mean, Friends really did some amazing work. Is it this issue or the next where we have a, a full page of where uh, Friends and DeFalco are actually in the art? Have you seen, did you see this? I think that's this one. Okay. It's really cool because I'm like, oh, that's Ron Friends and that's Tom yeah. DeFalco in, in, the, in the crowd scene. I thought that was cool. So, um, so Spider-Man shows up, uh, Hobgoblin throws out a pumpkin bomb, he actually angles it towards the crowd, Spider-Man's able to stop the pumpkin bomb from hitting the crowd, but uh, it gives uh, uh, enough of a diversion for Hobgoblin to, to press the advantage, so to speak. Um, you got good shots here, Spider-Man swinging on a flagpole. You know, yeah. uh, off a hotel and, you know, launching himself at Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin's about, about to blast him with the finger blaster, and Spider-Man webs it up. <laughs> you actually see in tiny little, you know, Hobgoblin's eyes go wide, and you can actually see in tiny little lettering, oh, no. <laughs> and because it backfires and, like, is, is causes, like, some sort of weird explosion around his hand, you know, and right. the glider, you know, loses control temporarily. And Spider-Man's having a lot of guilt throughout this because he's just lost Gene DeWolf. Um, he he's thinking back about Gwen. He's thinking back about Uncle Ben. He was like, "Before I hang this up, I can't let this guy kill anybody." And uh, the Sin Eater just blew uh, a shot at a crowd and killed a guy. Yeah. So he's he's that's why he tried to save the pumpkin bomb, and he he also worries about killing Shashan with that webbing up that finger. Yeah. And uh, and so eventually, Hobgoblin has another diversion, throws Shashan off of the go- of the glider and down onto the street, and so and Spider-Man instantly has flashbacks to uh, Gwen, but Spider-Man saves her, manages to web uh, himself up to a pipe to stop the both of them from falling, but it hurts his shoulder. Yeah, uh, you, there's a big panel where he's like, ah, my arm, and it looks like it's either you know strained his muscles or. Maybe pop something out of place, you know. Which ma- which made me re- uh, think, you know, we've done several fight clubs where he's hurt. Mm-hmm. E- even uh, the the Falco friends Sinister Syndicate fight, he hurts his arm too. If I remember. Oh correctly. yeah, yeah, and so he hurts his arm here. He hurt the fight club we did where he fought the Kingpin in his mansion. He he was wounded for that fight. He was wounded there. So yeah, it's like I always say, a wounded Spidey is still what, Brad. Uh, you always ask me this. I don't ever remember no, your quote. Always forget this. A wounded, a wounded Spidey is still a what? It's still Spidey. It's still Spidey. 
Ah, I got it. I got it. Very good. At least times. <laughs> Very good. Wounded Spidey is still Spidey. It's still Spidey. Yeah, whip yeah. your ass. No doubt. It's on. So uh, after even the ho- even the hobgoblin during this fight uh, comments, man, he's fighting more determined. Oh yeah. You remember that? Yeah. yeah hobgoblin is like I I might have bitten off more than I could chew here. Yeah, <laughs> the, you know, I, I may have jumped a little too soon. Roddy is like, damn. But uh, yeah, I mean, Spider-Man's clearly hurt, you know, his arm, but he, he's he's still going after Hobgoblin. He doesn't give a shit, you know, <laughs> and uh, even tells him. And, and and one of the classic lines is, "This may be my last fight, but I'm still going out on top." I love that line. Oh yeah, because he's thinking about quitting. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he doesn't want to be Spider-Man anymore. Right, and. Uh, and so Hobgoblin, yeah, while he's web, while he's swinging his way o- across the skyline towards Hobgoblin, Hobgoblin finally lets loose with his um, computerized laser barrage, yeah. which just sounds weird to uh, to say. Um, and Spider-Man is do- at, at first Spider-Man is dodging all of it, and he's like, "Good Lord, what is this? I've never." Yeah. He's like, this is put. This is literally putting me to to my tipping point. He's like, hey, this is taking everything, reflexes, spider sense. It's pushing me to the max here. And then Hobgoblin's like, oh my god, no, this is impossible. But then Spider Man lands while he's while he's evading this stuff on his bad arm, and then and then Hobgoblin is able to to blast him in the chest with the uh, yeah. with his with his uh, blaster, and then Spider Man's down with a smoking chest. <laughs> laying next to a chimney on a rooftop while uh, while Hobgoblin's moving in, and that's the end of part one. So, I mean, while while it was a good fight, round one, I mean, you've got to give it to Hobgoblin. Yeah, and that was that was the genius or the beauty of the eighties, Brad, mm-hmm. is that so often. And remember, somebody on a message board question uh, or on one of the message board questions recently uh, had said, you know, what are some of the times when somebody has fought Spider-Man to a standstill. And I was like, dude, the 80s and Hobgoblin. Because there were so yeah. many times when Hobgoblin just straight up escaped or got away or managed mm-hmm. to cause some sort of diversion. I mean, there was always, always going to be a good fight. You knew when you read this in the 80s that it wasn't going to end with Hobgoblin and carried off by the cops. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So anyway, so that's however. However, the next issue does kind of. <laughs> well, the next issue, yeah, but even in the issue, they make it clearly apparent that that's not what's happening. Right, that's true. Which was funny because even back then it was still shocking. Right. Even though you know they they're basically winking at you and telling you that it's not, it's still shocking. But anyway, so you've got you've got Hobgoblin closing in on an unconscious Spider-Man, or so he thinks. Uh, on the roof, uh, getting ready to deliver the coup de gras with his electro blasts. You know, coup de gras, Brad. You know, you know what that is. Refresh the, the final blow, the killing. Blow, there you uh, go. The end. A coup de gras is something that Marvel villains throw out all the time. Mm-hmm. It looks like coup de grace. When I was a kid in junior high, I thought, I thought they were saying <laughs> you thought it was a car. Yeah, I didn't know what the hell coup de gras was, and they were like coup de gracie, and I was like, what the hell? New from Chevrolet, yeah. Coupe de Gris. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, while he's closing in on Spider-Man, suddenly you know he, he tries to shoot him to kill him, and Spider-Man leaps back up to his feet, you know, swoops back down, spins a web to the other side of the building, brings his feet back up, and hits Hobgoblin on the Hobglider with his legs. It's an amazing shot, mm-hmm. just a beautiful panel. It's about, you know. 
And uh, this is, you know, this is when he was saying, you know, like, well, like you were saying earlier, Brad, this is going to be my last fight. I'm, I'm by God, I'm going to win. Yep. You know, and, and hits Hob- Hobgoblin is just not ready. You know, and he that is a great looking panel. It's, let me remember it. I thought it was the last issue, but it must have been this one. And uh, Hobgoblin throws another pumpkin bomb at Spider-Man. Spider-Man ducks and blows up a chimney, and then Spider-Man uses some impact webbing to, you know, re- release uh, all over um, Hobgoblin's um, Hobgoblin's mask. One of the first appearances of what impact webbing. Yeah, I think, and it's you know? not really used the way it is later on. Um, yeah, it's just a, a wad of uh, web thrown at his face or whatever. Yeah, he's basically just walled it up in a ball, but he's got some, I guess, wet webbing in there, too. This doesn't sound good at all. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> when he, when he <laughs> face. Yeah. And uh, and so it's it's stuck to Hobgoblin's mask. He can't see, you know, well, because it's right. all webbed up. And he's like, no, I must, disguise, I must discard my mask. Got to cover my face. If I should be recognized, no, the disgrace would be too great. And he throws his mask off. And right as Spider-Man's about to land on the glider and get him, he he kicks the glider up into high gear, and Spider-Man falls short. And Spidey's pissed. <laughs> Spidey is pissed. Spidey's like, dude, I want to. I don't want to be Spider-Man anymore. I don't want to have to fight this guy again. You know, he was this like, is his, he wants to do this one last time and call it. I, he wants I, to put the tr- he wants to he wants to put the suit in the trash can and walk off like a Romita panel. You know exactly. <laughs> Spider Man, no more. He can't get back into his apartment because you know you've got uh, Can- Candy, Randy, and Baby. Yeah, they're all up on the roof. They were always stopping him. I know. I, I thought that was always funny. They're always sunbathing. Yeah, or always getting in the way. So we call us Mary Jane to bring him his clothes next to a dumpster. Yeah, looks like an alcoholic. Hey, I need to call my girlfriend to right. get me, bring me something. Right, and uh, Flash, meanwhile, goes to see Shoshan at the hospital because she's been taken to the hospital after the hobgoblin attack. He goes to see her. Shoshan is like, oh, thank God, Flash, you know, you've you've come to see me. I, I've missed you. And then Flash is like, what the hell? What do you mean, you know, taking all your, you know, moving all your shit out of the apartment you know what the hell i you know answer me i demand an answer how can you betray me and she's finally shishan has had enough she's you know just smacks flash you know right right across the face um they're an abusive couple they man are. they need any counseling damn god they're an abusive couple yeah. anyway the cop uh stops flash breaks that up flash twists off on tv about the mm, hobgoblin, yeah. how he's a creep and a coward. You know, you got a news camera right in his face. You yep. know, and it, so every channel is carrying Flash, talking shit about the hobgoblin on like it's, on every channel. It's like in Iron Man three where he taunts the Mandarin. Right. Yeah. And so Mary Jane and Peter see it. Uh, Robbie and the crowd at the Bugle and Betty see it. And in a panel that I had forgotten, Brad. Roderick sees it, right? Roddy sees it. Yeah. By the way, those, for those of you, since we haven't mentioned it, Roderick is the kingpin. No, he's the hobgoblin. Or, or the, king, <laughs> the kingpin? Yeah, he said Roderick kingpin. is the hobgoblin. He's not the kingpin. <laughs> and he's got a babe on the couch. He's got right? a chick with him on the couch. Yeah. You, you know instantly yeah. what I thought about, right, Brad? The, it wears an ascot. <laughs> Back in podcast number what? 127. Uh, what, whatever, yeah. 127. We're doing yeah. message board questions, and somebody asked the question, could any of Spider-Man's villains be gay? 
And you said Roderick Kingsley. Well, what I said was uh, – Where's the mascot? <laughs> well, what I said was is like, well, you know, any, any of them that haven't kissed girls, have we ever seen Kingsley making out with a chick? Well, we just did. It, we forgot about this Exactly. Panel. Here you go. There's the answer. <laughs> Roderick Kingsley is on the couch with a chick draped all over him. He's straight. <laughs> Spike the ascot, Roderick Kingsley. Apparently not. Well, I mean, I, I guess he could still be. He may be bi or something. I don't know. But I mean, this looks pretty. I mean, like, like you know, this looks like a Charles Bronson Mandom commercial. I mean, this this gal's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, really into into Roddy anyway. But hey, who isn't into Roddy? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, and and the Rose sees it as well. And the Rose calls Hobgoblin and is like, dude, you know, have you have you been watching the news? And uh, and so yeah, and so Hobgoblin's like, yeah, I've got to do something about this. I've got to, you know, I've got to get this fixed. In '86, did you ever suspect Roddy? No, no one ever suspected Roddy. I don't think, and they should have because here Tom DeFalco is is wildly throwing it away at you. Exactly, but um, well, I mean, we've got the setup of either Flash uh, or Ned Leeds because here's the thing. I mean, you would see Roderick Kingsley every now and then. But it was it was never anything really significant, and this is this is he made one panel appearance in this book. right. I mean his his one panel is in, so in hindsight we should have been like oh I watch Scooby Doo yes. <laughs> it's another thing to point out you know uh, for those yeah. of you listening is when we say you know oh there's Roddy and and Roddy's the the hobgoblin we didn't know that at the time. No, we it was assumed Ned Leeds was the hobgoblin until. Uh, Stern came back into that miniseries and made it Roderick. So, yeah, we didn't know who the Hobgoblin was at this time and the fact that Roderick was the Hobgoblin. We should have. A panel like this should have given it off, Brad. No doubts. I, it totally stuck out at me when I reread it today. You know, so uh, anyway. Um, so the Hobgoblin is like, all right, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna get to this whole Flash business and I'm going to – I'm going to take care of all my business, and he develops a new a new kind of bomb. And he's like, you know what? If I'd had this little bobble earlier in my earlier fight with Spider-Man, I would have gone ahead and just killed him. So this this now is what's going to tip the scales in my favor. Yeah. And uh, on a completely different note, the human fly escapes jail and gets murdered by Scourge. Yeah, that was random. <laughs> yeah, back in Captain America, they had um, the Scourge of the Underworld. Um, who I forget who it even was now. Wasn't it a cop? I don't remember now. I don't think I even read that. It was somebody going around killing off B and C list villains. So that was totally a setup for a Captain America comic that didn't appear anywhere else. Yes. Okay, because I, no, I, I was well. You had it, I was, huh? I thought it was in an annual or something. No, like no, that. you had it happen in different uh, in different comics oh, all wait. across the Marvel universe. Oh, okay. uh, and I think in Spectacular. Uh, was uh, when they had uh, Will-O-Wisp get killed. Oh, Scourge killed, uh, killed Will-O-Wisp as well, yeah. It's 30-year spoiler alert on that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> thought the bastard's still alive. No, I and I believe... St- I don't know if it was Stern that was writing uh, Captain America at the time, or if it was... Um, no, it was Stern. Uh, was Grunewald. It was, I think it was Grunewald. Yeah, Grunewald. Yeah. Boy, I miss him. He was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved his Quasar run. Yeah, he was good with the cut. He was good at everything. I know. Yeah. His Squadron Supreme was fantastic too. Um, anyway, so yeah, there's a little brief little intermission there. Why we love Margaret? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so you know, 
Mary Jane's like, Peter, you have to get back out there. You have to stop the hobgoblin. You know, she's in his apartment while he gets out of the shower and puts on his costume. And I'm like, yeah, so this is, again, this forced relationship that was out of nowhere. You know, that, that that it didn't make any sense at all for these two to get married. No, sir, not in any way. No. No. <laughs> so um, Spider-Man heads back out into the city to try to find uh, Hobgoblin. They finally come across one another when, uh, you know, I guess Roddy sees him first because Hobgoblin tries to blast Spider-Man. He jumps out of the way. Um while they're fighting, you know, Roddy uses the uh, the little randomized, you know, electro blast attack again to position Spider-Man so he can throw that new bomb at him. And what we find out is that that new bomb stops Spider-Man from sticking to walls. Yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah, it's a bad one because he can't. When this bomb goes off, it it nullifies his ability to stick to 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 surfaces. And he starts immediately falling, and he's like, okay, well, uh, you know, if he thinks this is going to stop me, he's wrong. But Spider-Man still has to switch up his tactics, right. uh, including uh, tearing a pipe off of – like a vent pipe off of, of a, a vent pipe off of a building with his webbing and hurling that at Hobgoblin, jumping at Hobgoblin on his back. I love those moments. Every now and then, you, you would see Spider-Man do it on the original Green Goblin, or uh, I don't ever think he did it on Harry. But here we have the same things where – he jumps onto the goblin's back while the goblin is still flying on the glider. And he's like, you know, beating him while the dude's flying. Right. I, ha- I hate to interrupt the fight, but something just significant happened to me just now. Uh, about six months ago, when I did the Amazing Friends podcast with Kathy Garver and Dan Gilvisian, uh, I sent a friend request to Kathy Garver, and she just now accepted me. So I'm officially friends with Firestar so. <laughs> on Facebook. So she, we're BFFs. It's more of a family okay. affair now. <laughs> it's a family affair. Anyway, Firestar and I are BFFs. That, that's pretty hot. Get it? Okay, go ahead. Oh, I thought... <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah, Spider-Man jumps on Hobgoblin's back. They wind up crashing into a, into a warehouse that has a giant gas furnace. That just Uh-oh. just happens to have a giant gas furnace. Uh, so Hobgoblin throws a pumpkin bomb, trying to get away. Uh, then tries to shoot him uh, with the electro blast and um, hits the gas furnace. There's a huge explosion, huge yeah. massive explosion. Spider-Man blacks out for a little while. When he comes to, there's you know gas fumes all over the place, and he sees Hobgoblin unconscious. Walks over to Hobgoblin, tears off Hobgoblin's mask, and dun, 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 Brad, who is it? It's Flash freaking Thompson. What? In the suit is Flash Thompson. Spider-Man says, Flash Thompson, no, it can't be. Flash, wake wake up. Tell me this isn't true. It's got to be some kind of nightmare. They're telling you right off the bat it's not true. Right. When when they, when they Spider-Man says, no, it can't be. Exactly. You're like, well, well, okay, I guess since you're saying so. It can't be. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Since Hobgoblin just assaulted uh, people in New York City trying to get Spider-Man's attention, the cops show up after the explosion, haul Flash off to jail because who's wearing the Hobgoblin costume? Yeah, Flash. And Flash just smacked his girlfriend, so he's violent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not looking good. Well, the cops are like, well, thank God we finally got this uh, this uh, Thompson sociopath off the streets. Yeah. Crime has yeah. fallen, you know, 50% now that Flash Thompson's in jail. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, in hindsight, I, I, you know, I could see how Flash Thompson could have been the Hobgoblin. Oh, absolutely not. Hobgoblin was smart. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> the Hobgoblin was smart and calculating. Flash Thompson can. That is that is true. Had trouble writing, saying, you know, form letters in high that, school. That is true. That is true. I'm just saying uh, to take one of Spider-Man's uh, people, uh, supporting cast from the years, he could have been. He, he's a potential person. I'm sure they thought about it at some point, but I mean, he, but 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 somebody probably pointed out right. what I just pointed out to you. He, like, he is dumb. Yeah. You know, flat, he's not maybe a moron, but he's got like layman intelligence. You know, the, whoever the hobgoblin is at this point is clearly, clearly a genius. A genius. It can adapt to Osborne's technology, um, is able to recreate the goblin formula. I mean, this is someone with with scientific know-how and with smarts. Yep. So that's why when the after the cops find all the all the pumpkin bombs and evidence that uh, hobgoblin is has left there in, in Thompson's apartment because you realize the entire thing is a frame up. Right, because you see Roderick at the end. Yeah, because yeah, we well we don't we see the hobgoblin. We don't. Yeah, we yeah. see him out of costume. It's not at this point. We still don't know that it's Roddy. For us right. to say it's Roddy means you know we're talking about things that are going to happen years later. Right. We're assuming it's Ned Leeds. Honestly. We're assuming, yeah, back then um, that it's any number of people. You know that it could be Ned because Ned is acting very erratic back then. But of course, it's also because his, he just, his wife's yeah, he on. just found out that his wife's cheating on him. You know, with with yeah. Flash Thompson. But of course, you know, you know, there's in one of these issues. I can't remember. I think it's um, I think it was the last one. You had um, Robbie and Betty talking. And Betty's like, you know, my marriage, you know, I can maybe fix some things if you would stop assigning Ned to all these out-of-town things. And then Robbie's like, out-of-town things? You know, like suddenly you realize that Ned is doing something that requires a cover. Exactly. And so back then, that was one of the things that made you think that Ned was, you know, possibly the Hobgoblin. Uh, But, yeah, you see the Hobgoblin at the end here saying, well, you know… Uh, it was l- luckily I could frame Thompson, and uh, I'll bide my time for a while. Yeah, before I. So, so to bring it back to the five points, w- would you call this one a draw? Yeah, I would think you would. Cause, yeah. uh, because the Hobgoblin technically get he he, he escaped. He, he beat he beat Spider Man unconscious with the bomb. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he well he delays it long enough for for him to f- uh, frame Flash Thompson. You got to figure that's the only reason that he didn't stop to try to kill Spider-Man when Spider-Man was blacked out it was because he wanted the the frame on on Thompson to go through. Or would you say it's a Hopgoblin win? No, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, is it a draw or is it? A well, no, no, you can't call it a Hopgoblin win because at, at the at, at the onset of this two-part story, well, it's not really a two-parter, but I, I consider it to be. Uh, it's two-ish. He sets yeah. out to kill Spider-Man. Okay, because so he didn't do that. He didn't do that. So he doesn't technically get the win. He manages to frame somebody else for for what he did, but Spider Man also wanted this to be his last fight. He didn't. He win. didn't win. So you know, because he yeah, that's a draw. Yeah, he, I call he that a draw. Putting one of his friends in jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that's not what he expected. Yeah. So you know, that's um, yeah. I guess we'd have to. I guess we'd have to say that that's a draw. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good fight, though. That was a great fight, dude. Any time Hobgoblin appeared in the eighties, it, it was a good fight. Now, um, 
I'm trying to think the next Hobgoblin fight. Is it the Wolverine? Is it the Wolverine Spider-Man special? Is that the next appearance? Because in 289... Well, no, 289 is the unmasking of Ned Leeds. Yeah. So that's a, that's a couple after that. And then I think... But that Spider-Man. was right after the Wolverine thing. Okay, so we got a couple more issues before we... It's revealed that Ned Leeds is the Hobgoblin, then we got to wait till 2000 to get it... <laughs> right. For those, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Hobgoblin legacy... For the longest time, we it was it was revealed, and it was it looked like Ned was the Hobgoblin, and and that's what everybody just assumed for years, and then later on we find out uh, in uh, what Hobgoblin Returns was the Hobgoblin yeah. Returns. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, we find out that he was actually Roderick Kingsley. Yeah. And you know that's that's stuck ever since. Mind blown because the. The actual way that they get to that point, you know, just the storytelling up to that one moment, including the stuff with Daniel and everything else, is just crazy. You know? Yeah. So, good good times. So this was, again, this was probably my favorite era to be a Spider-Man fan in, because it was, I mean, it was paced well, there was so much going on, and Spider-Man was still the main character in his damn book. Yeah. You know? Yep. If you really want to read stories, folks, where Spider-Man manages to be the main character in his own damn book, yeah. um, you have to go back and look before 2010, before the, I think. Well, I, I, e- even before, I think before the Clone Saga, honestly, he shared it with a bunch of clones in the 90s, man. That's true. And this is yeah. another one. That's why I don't like the clones. It's such a dilution. You know, it's uh, yeah, of, exactly uh, right. Spider-Man, you know. It's a similar problem we have now with Spider-Verse, with the clones. And you see, you're sitting there going, yes, that's right, and somewhere Zach is listening to this. Zach is like, damn it, I was up with you guys until that point. <laughs> Zach's in a fetal position now, going, no, everybody hurts. How dare you can compare Spider-Verse to the clone saga? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, they have a lot of similarities. There's a lot of Spider-People all around. And the main ones being pushed off to Portland, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this is this was uh, one of the one of the better times in, in Spider History. Spider, Spider thing. 